Our first reading this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 2, starting at verse 1, which can be found on page 641 of the Bibles in the Seats and will appear on the screen as well. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The second reading is taken from Matthew, chapter 24, starting at verse 36, and that can be found on page 26. But about the day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would have not let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. You don't need me to tell you which day is coming. Advent is the season when we get ready for a day. A certain day, a Christmas day, four weeks today. That is what Advent is all about. And in the run-up, in the weeks to come, I guess most of us will be Christmas shopping, maybe Christmas parties, maybe Christmas nativity plays for the little ones. That's how we get ready for Christmas. And yet today, at the start of Advent, the church since the 6th century has already always begun Advent by looking forward to another day getting ready for another day. Getting ready for the day of Christ's coming again in the future. And in fact, the word Advent comes from the Latin Adventus, 
which I didn't know means coming. So Advent is all about coming. And today our passages speak all about the second coming. If you were a little child hearing these readings, you might think, where's baby Jesus? Has he been hidden from the manger this day? But he hasn't. At the beginning of the church year, which is today, we turn to the end of the story to consider what it means for us to get ready for that day. And so I want us to do that this morning by thinking about two things. One, what is that day? And then secondly, how do we get ready for it? It's not the Christmas day, four weeks today. It's the day Jesus speaks of. Did you hear it in the reading? Verse 42. Jesus speaks about the day your Lord is coming. That's what we're thinking about. And so if you've got your Bibles and want to turn up, it's page 26 in the New Testament if you want to have a look at it. What does it mean to talk about that day? Four times in the reading we hear the word coming, 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 coming. Verse 37, the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 39, the coming of the Son of Man, Jesus' favourite description for himself. Verse 40, the day, 42, the day of the Lord is coming. Verse 44, the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. It's a day when Jesus, the one who was the baby Jesus, born at Bethlehem, will return and come again to judge, to save, and to become king. It's been said that Advent, in this sense, saves us from sentimentality, from perhaps the feelings of twee or mush we can get at this time of year. It's not necessarily comfortable to be confronted at the beginning of Christmas season with the coming of Christ again. It's not very politically correct to think that there is one who will come who, as the Apostles' Creed says, will judge the living and the dead. And yet, as I've thought about this, and and we all perhaps will have different struggles with the idea of a day of judgment, it actually resonates and connects with our deepest longings. Think about our longings as a world for peace. Think about our longings as a world, as people, as family, as friends, for justice and for healing. Often, as we look at the world, we wonder what God is doing. And we ask whether we're people of faith or not, where are you, God? What are you doing? What's going on? Don't you care? When will you turn up? When will you put an end to a war in Ukraine? to the injustices of our society, to institutional racism, to the cry of those alone and abused that go unheard. When will God turn up? Well, Advent is the promise that God is coming. That there is a day when God will put all things right. when he will make everything sad come untrue. When he will restore the world he has made and make it whole again. 
And this is something deep down that each and every one of us want, isn't it? It might be a quiet whisper in pleasant suburban Sheffield. Or it might be the anguished heartache of a cry of pain. It was C.S. Lewis who famously said that if I find in myself desires that this world cannot fulfill, then it must be that I was made for another world. A world of justice, a world of peace, a world of healing, a world of love. And it's this day, it's that day that is promised and spoken of and seen by the prophet Isaiah. Did you hear those words in the prophecy from the Old Testament? Isaiah saw a day when God would judge between the nations. When he would arbitrate for many people and people's nations would beat their swords into plowshares. The weapons of war will become gardening tools in the hands of the nations and their spears into pruning huts. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Two weeks ago we remembered the sacrifice of so many in the great wars and ever since. The coming of the Lord Jesus on the future day is the promise of a day our hearts long for, yearn for, hope for, and if we're honest, wonder if it will ever come. This is what will happen when the Prince of Peace invades his world. Peace will come for all people. And so if that's what's going to happen on that day, how are we to get ready? What would it mean to prepare for this day? As Christmas comes, we know what to do. We know how to get ready, whether we are ready or not. What about for this coming, for this day? Well, Jesus says the difficulty is it's unexpected. Everyone in Sheffield knows probably what a Christmas day is. Everyone knows there's 25 days. Everyone knows the Advent calendars have 24 boxes. But the day of Christ, well, Jesus says even he doesn't know. No one knows. And then he says, did you notice it in the reading, it will be as in the days of Noah. It's Noah's one gospel cameo. It's the only time he turns up in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. We probably know the story, Noah and the ark, Noah and the flood, Noah and the animals. Do you know the song? The animals went in two by two. Hurrah! Hurrah! In fact, today, the baptism cake for Rosanna, which has been made by one of the godmothers, is a picture on the top of Noah and the ark. And if you Google the top ten best stories for children, Noah can come up third, fourth, or fifth. But Jesus doesn't think Noah was a cheery children's story did you hear what he said verse 38 for as in those days before the flood there were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away 
Jesus says the day coming is hard to get ready for because life will go on as normal. How many of us have eaten and drank today? How many have been to a wedding, even in COVID times this year? I'm going to one in two weeks, dear friends, here today. Jesus says the normal things of normal life will continue until he comes. And Jesus says, just as in Noah's day, most people won't even realize it's coming. Until the day comes and people are swept away. One of the Anglican prayers that we could have prayed for Rosanna today includes Noah. These are the words. Almighty and eternal God, who in mercy saved Noah and his family in the days of the flood, look with mercy on this child. Wash them. Sanctify them with the Holy Spirit. Deliver them from your judgment. Receive them into the ark of your church so that passing through the troubles of this world they may finally come to the land of everlasting life. To speak of judgment doesn't sound very Christmassy, does it? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a martyr during the time of Nazi Germany, was in prison until he was killed. And he wrote many letters, and one of his letters to his fiancée said that from ancient times in Christendom, the church has always first thought about the second coming. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes that this seems frightening. Frightening for any of us who has a conscience. But it's only when we realize that that we see the favor of God. That Christ would come the first time not to condemn but to save. That the babe born at Bethlehem came to save us, to rescue us, and to bring us home from safety. God so loved the world, the Apostle John will write, that he gave his one and only Son. Why? So that each and every one of us will not perish but have eternal life. Advent saves us from Christmas sentimentality. It tells us that there is a problem with the world and God is coming and coming soon to sort it out. And someone has said that coffee has an Advent flavour. Did you hear in the reading, verse 42, keep awake, therefore. I don't know how many of us have had a coffee this morning. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know the day that the Lord is coming. Sleepy parents know that caffeine wakes us up and it keeps us awake. And Advent is meant to stimulate the Christian church, the body of Christ, to be people of hope, people who wait. People who long for the day when Jesus will come. And it's been said 
that hope, which is one of Rosanna's middle names, is one of three divine sisters. Hope, faith, and love. And it's as though there are three sisters holding hands. Faith and love are tall and big, and hope is in the middle, small. And as you look at these three divine sisters, it looks for all the world as though faith and love are dragging and carrying hope along. But actually, as you look, it is hope, little hope, that drags and pulls and grows and brings faith and love to fruition. It might be, as we head towards another Christmas, that your faith feels fragile, weak, tired, that your love for God and love for others feels cold. It might be that you're hearing all this and thinking, Simon, you know, this seems like it's something the church says, but I don't believe it. But what if this hope is the hope of the world? What if this hope is the hope you were made for? And what if this hope, like the little divine sister, is what carries you and helps you to love God and love neighbor this Advent season, to put your faith, small, fragile, weak though it might be, in the hands of that babe from Bethlehem who came for you. It's been said that the ancient prayer of the church is Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. If you're to drive down Salter Lane today, you'll see a house with the sign saying Maranatha. That's what it's called. Come, Lord Jesus. Advent is the time in the church year when we think and celebrate and reflect on the coming of Christ. And so this Advent season, may we pray, come, Lord Jesus. Come in peace and in justice to our world. Come, Lord Jesus, in love and forgiveness to our troubled hearts. And come, Lord Jesus, to bring life and peace to all. Amen.